0: No, because we're all the same. We want certainty, security, to believe that people are evil or heroic, but that's not how people are. You want to know the secrets of existence? Start with the mysteries of the heart. I can show you everything. If you stop being afraid of what you don't
1: understand, if you trust me, So the doctor is rocking a new scarf. Yeah, you're not wrong. A new rainbow scarf. Yep, and it looks pretty darn good. The doctor likes their um, multicolored scarf. (laughs) It's a cool, uh, I I saw that, that image pop up on my, I think it was probably Twitter or maybe Instagram feed. And instantly just liked it, like just something about the look and the the addition of the scarf kind of actually works pretty well with her current outfit.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. It's a solid look. It's it's a little head nod uh, to Tom Baker, but it's a it's a cool looking scarf and it matches perfectly with uh, the rest of the doctors get up.
1: Yes, definitely. For the New Year's Eve special that we are getting instead of the Christmas special.
0: And you know what? Like, I, I know that we've talked about it at length in regards to, uh, tradition and, and the Christmas special versus the who years Eve special and all that other stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of stoked for, for this. I mean, we, we have one picture of it so far. Well, we have one picture of them together. One picture of, uh, Whitaker by herself. Um, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting proper excited.
1: You're ready for Who Year's Day?
0: Who, who Year's Day. Happy Who Years.
1: I know we talked about the details around this episode um, in a previous episode of Bad Wolf Radio, but just as a reminder, the, uh, the synopsis for the New Year's Eve special is, As the new year begins, a terrifying evil is stirring from across the centuries of Earth's history. As the Doctor, Ryan, Graham, and Yaz return home, will they be able to overcome the threat to planet Earth? Yeah. Terrifying evil, which we, we were kind of saying we were ready for something that was terrifying. But I feel like um, with the Witchfinders episode had some terrifying stuff in it. So maybe they, we got a little bit of terrifying early.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Witchfinder is definitely a... A darker episode? Can, can we say that it's darker than what we've seen the past couple episodes? It definitely feels like it. But this one, the whole idea of um, the threat to planet Earth, it, it seems like here so far this season, it's been very uh, encapsulated what the threat was towards. Now, if it's for the entire planet Earth... It. it I, I just watched uh, David Tennant's first episode and that whole idea of like, it's a threat to the entire planet. I'm ready to see uh, the 13th Doctor have her go at a planet threat.
1: A planet-wide threat. I mean, we've seen previous Doctors, you know, basically galaxy-wide threats, universe-wide threats.
0: On an episode-by-episode basis. It yeah. seemed like <laughs> every episode there was something like that.
1: That's true. Well, what do you, I mean, it sounds like you, you like the, it's not like, I, I guess you can't call it a new outfit for the doctor, but definitely an uh, addition to her outfit. Were you thumbs up on that, that scarf? Yeah,
0: big, big thumbs up. And I mean, the promo pick that they have for it, where it's like the, the fireworks in the background, the scarf, it's, it's a good New Year's day, New Year's Eve celebration outfit. Yeah. I'm, I'm good with it.
1: So the other thing rattling around the news, and we this is something that's been popping up and we kind of didn't talk about it because it was like, eh, it's, it sounds like a rumor. There's not a lot of credibility to it. Why even bring it up? But it seems like this rumor's sticking around and I'm seeing more and more websites kind of report on it. Started out as not so so reputable websites. Now it's kind of more reputable websites. Still, I would say this is solidly in the rumor column. Absolutely. Um, and not a ton behind it, but it, it makes for interesting conversation. Um, and that is the idea that Chibnall may be leaving the show already, maybe leaving earlier than we had thought or hoped or, who, you know, depending on your, how much you've liked this current season of Dr. Who. Um, and it sounds like, you know, if Chibnall goes, Whitaker goes, which is, is the rumor. Um, so we're gonna put it out there. This is a rumor. Don't freak out. Uh, this is there's not a lot to substantiate this, but I, I think it's just it's interesting to talk about the possibilities and maybe the reasons why. Um, I I think kind of what I've in the different things that I've read about this rumor it sounds like he's not getting along with the BBC and how they're running the show, which isn't uncommon. In you know, it's not the first time I've heard. Uh, showrunners not necessarily getting along with the bbc
0: yeah i mean if for the for that matter um yeah it, it's it's not it's not new um but it is it does seem it does seem pretty quick
1: it's, a, it's definitely disheartening i mean we've we've you know obviously reviewed every episode this season and you know mixed reviews from you and i um on the season but i'm not even some of the episodes I've disliked, I'm not ready to cut loose with Whitaker and Chibnall. You know, I want to see them see this through, see how it goes, kind of see Chibnall's vision for Dr. Who. And I feel like leaving this early because the rumor is that, um, it, he wouldn't necessarily leave at the end of the season, but there would be a, a short second season with him as a showrunner and maybe like six episodes. And then he would leave, um, and take Whitaker with him. So, I think that's too short. You know, I, I was hoping for at least two full seasons with Chibnall and Whitaker. Um, even though I've been critical of their last few episodes, I'm not ready to just kick them out the door, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. That's, it, and I think on my side, more so with Whitaker as the doctor than necessarily Chibnall as the showrunner. And that's, that's nothing against Chibnall. It's more just, um, not really knowing how much of an impact or having a tangible understanding of the type of impact that a showrunner has. Whereas on a week in and week out basis, watching Whitaker as the doctor, like I, I've, I've enjoyed watching her as the doctor. Yeah. There are some things that it's like, Oh wow. After, um, so many episodes that, that might be coming or get a little stale. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm ready to watch her walk away. Chibnall, on the other hand, there is something exciting about, ooh, a new, new showrunner. Like, who could that be? What would happen afterwards? Not saying, though, that I'm ready for Chibnall to walk out the door. It would be a bummer um, to see things end so quickly without getting this fully realized vision of what Chibnall wanted to do, although I think we have... a pretty good understanding of at least the direction that he was taking this series and the things that he wanted to focus on um, but i i want i'm i want to see more
1: i know i've pointed out before there's there's been for me as a fan there has been there was kind of a shift after episode 3 you know i really enjoyed the first three episodes of the season and then there was a shift and i kind of wonder if if the rumors are true if it was almost like You know, Chibnall kind of did things his way for the first few episodes, and then BBC started to meddle, and then he wasn't necessarily able to do things his way, and that's where we see that shift, and now he's kind of fed up with it. You know, once again, lots of speculation here, taking (laughs) salt because we don't even know if any of this is true, but it is. It is interesting because I do think there was a pretty big shift in tone um, after episode three, and that might be an indicator of of the the network getting a little more involved than Chibnall wanted them to.
0: Yeah, I I mean, we we could we could go around about this all day long in regards to kind of the big shifts um, that, that we were brought into the loop on via various sources leading up to the series. Um, the bigger announcements that they made, even bringing Whitaker on as the doctor, and some of the things that were said in regards to Chibnall saying, like, uh, according to what was written on various sites, like, this is going to be my show i'm going to do what i want with it and that's the only reason i'm doing it um it's kind of interesting at this point now to hear those rumors that he might not be able to have as much control over things as what he wanted and that's his reason for stepping away um yeah it's 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 so interesting just to see all of this start to go around to the various sites and the various sources, and just see even some of the conversation in regards to, okay, so who who would we like to see as the next showrunner? Wow. And it's like, wow, like, well, are we are we already at that point um, mm-hmm. to start talking about it? But I mean, there are definitely some some sites out there that have even gone that far to say, okay, who's next?
1: Oh wow, yeah, I think we'll hold off on uh, on those type of conversations until we have a little bit more. Uh, credible evidence that this might be real. But um, because I'm not even thinking beyond Chimnall and Whitaker at this point. So it's like, I don't even know who I would want next because I haven't thought of anything about it. Um, oh, there's some there's some names floating around. That is crazy. They're, I mean, are there names based on rumors like that of people they've heard maybe replacing him? Or is it just like hopeful? Like, oh, this is who I would want to see.
0: Basically, the, the ones that I've seen have been, these are the ones that would make the most sense due to proximity and experience with the show. So like one name was Toby Whitehouse, um, who we've seen some of his episodes and I guess he's, he's had other shows that he's been the showrunner on. And then the other name that got tossed out there that it was like, Oh, please. No, um, Mark Gator um which which probably wouldn't be terrible uh but it was it was somewhat comical Mark just based Gatiss. on something some of the conversations that we've had to see his name tossed out there as a possibility but again all speculation based on absolutely nothing other than
1: just fan talk I just saw Mark Gatiss in the uh, Christopher Robin movie oh there you go yeah he plays a plays a sniveling businessman does it very well
0: <laughs> that's that's pretty much par for the course right <laughs>
1: um yeah so we'll see we'll see if there's some credit more credible information that comes out we might discuss this a little bit more but for now we'll just we'll we'll say this is definitely just a rumor and uh not to not to get too alarmed if you're a big fan of of chibnall and whitaker it's it's crazy though i'm telling you what it's
0: crazy as soon as that one i mean honestly i think the first place i found out about it was on our facebook group page so
1: i think um i do believe that if Chibnall does decide to leave, that I do believe uh, Whitaker would leave too. Oh, they, that do, would be, they do feel like a package deal.
0: That would be crazy. That would be sad. Just saying. And um, and you know, if Whitaker walks, it seems it seems to stand to reason that the the three friends would walk as well. But maybe right. that's going too far.
1: Yeah, yeah, it could be a whole cast revamp. So that would be that would be an inter- interesting turnaround considering how fast that would be and then we'd have all you know it have it all over again the whole speculation on who's the next doctor and regeneration and companions and wow it's like it seems too soon i don't know if i can take that you know i need i need like a three-year gap before all of that happens again
0: well and you know what that would probably mean is that we probably would have a, another substantial gap between yeah between the whatever series whatever final series we get with Chibnall, if it does happen um and with everything kicking off again we would there would be a huge huge gap
1: well i don't know i don't know adam it just sounds like a witch hunt to me
0: ah grand master general witch hunter finder person thing
1: <laughs> grand master general <laughs> um so yes we are here to speak specifically about episode 8 of series 11 of doctor who which means we only have two more episodes left.
0: That, I, the, it's crazy. Like all of these things tonight are just throwing me off. Like it, is Chibnall mov, moving on? Is Whitaker moving on? We're already at episode eight. This series is almost over. Like, where? What is going on right now?
1: Yeah, we have two more episodes of the regular series, and then we have the special, and that's that's it for a while. So we have three more Doctor Who events to talk this about. Is... Um, wow it's flown it has flown the title of this one is the Witchfinders," and this one was actually written by joy wilkinson so yet yet again we're kind of noting that chibnall isn't writing some of these later episodes um which i don't know that is it is interesting you know maybe as the season went on and things weren't going so well maybe he stopped writing the episodes <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: it's one of those things that like i really i really wish i could be a fly on the wall like i want to know how all of this went down because again the the episode structure like this is another episode that i i really feel like it could have been episode 2 of the series um that it doesn't necessarily have to be episode 8 there's there's A couple things that the doctor says throughout the episode where it's like, oh, we're finally addressing that when it comes to um, perceived gender of the doctor, like episode eight. And it's finally coming up in a big way. Okay, it seems like it could have been the second episode. Anyways, I'll, I'll let that go.
1: I think the the thing for me that makes this not feel like it could have been the second episode is the companions slash friends seem very settled in their roles with the doctor. It's almost like their their team is has gelled, you know. Okay, you two go do this. Well, you go do that, and I'll go do this. So it's kind of. I feel like if they were in episode two or episode three, you're still trying to tell the backstory of these characters. You're, they're still trying to get to know each other. At this point, they're they're gelled and they're just working flawlessly as a team. And I think that's why it indicates it's later in the season.
0: Ah, uh, yep. You're you're absolutely right. I can't argue with that. That's there are definitely notable moments in this episode where it's like they the the, the the friends the companions are are definitely more in their element now
1: this was one of the bigger guest star um announcements that they made this was kind of like a oh alan cumming's gonna be in doctor who that's kind of a big deal because he actually is pretty notable actor um even in the u.s and and been in some pretty big tv shows and um, more of a recognizable face i'd say than than any other of the guest stars that they have they've had so far
0: <laughs> absolutely and it was it was somewhat funny watching how he played uh his character king james um it, it was very theatrical and how he approached it which is which i'm sure is exactly how um it was supposed to be played but it, it, he was a he was a fun character throughout and he he played it he played it incredibly well
1: yeah, I enjoyed him. I I really liked his role a lot. I thought even the um, the 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 person who played Becca Savage, um, Sibhan Finerin. I don't know if I'm yes. saying her first name right, but I recognized her right away from Downton Abbey, which he played a pretty prominent role in that sh- in that show. And so right away, I'm like, okay, we got Alan Cumming. I recognize him. I, I recognized her. It felt like their acting was kind of you know on par with what you would expect um you know a good TV show to have so I I was actually really happy with at least the guest stars that they chose and I thought they did a great job I totally agree that it was very theatrical but I think it was intentionally theatrical it was almost like they stepped off of a like a play like, like yeah a, you know they just they were pre- performing as they would perform in a play even even the woman who played Becca savage that character was very. You know the way she delivered her lines was also very theatrical. So it all went together well. Yeah, there's
0: there's no there the way that everything meshed together. There there weren't any um, anything that seemed off in those regards. Like it seemed piece period perfect from what i would expect of a tv show like this um or period piece perfect maybe that was the better or- order perfect yes. yeah period piece perfect there we go yeah it, it, it just it all fit the the setting the the um the, the the costumes all of it just meshed together really well for the for the
1: for the episode yeah and you know i like my tra- time travel backwards episodes yeah like that's that i are already it's kind of a positive for me just when they they travel back in time so i like the the period i like to see the scenery and the costumes and all of that it's one of my favorite things about doctor who so i was happy to see them go back in time and king james is a pretty notable historical character a lot of the details that they threw at us from the real king james are you know i i've somewhat know the history of of that uh of that person and you know just upon finishing the episode I went and refreshed myself on some of his his history and they were pretty spot on with almost everything that he said. <laughs> yeah, yep,
0: absolutely. It was uh I I found it comical in so many different ways. It it was fun to watch.
1: Yeah, and when he first shows up on the scene so while we're kind of skipping ahead a little bit. Um I've only seen this episode once so I'm I'm a little you know, trying to remember the details and the order of how everything happened. But um, right at the beginning, they get there. The doctors kind of like they were supposed to go to um, was it Queen Queen Victoria's coronation or Queen Elizabeth?
0: Uh, oh, come on! I thought One it was Victoria, those. but now that you uh, Elizabeth <laughs> the first coronation of Elizabeth yeah. the first.
1: So they were supposed to go there. The TARDIS took them to the wrong spot. She still hasn't figured out, you know, how to get the TARDIS to go exactly where she wants. Unless she wants to go to Yaz's grandma's wedding, then she's right on. (laughs) Um, Well, she
0: doesn't drive it. Then she uses the The psychic thing, psychic
1: link. Yeah, they didn't have anything from King James or from uh, Queen Queen Elizabeth to uh, to do the psychic travel. No, although I don't know, the Doctor has met Queen Elizabeth, so you know. Could have had something. Could have been. Could have been. But yeah, so that's neither here nor there. But they end up on in the wrong place, at least in the right country. Um, and then they kind of come upon these witch trials, which made it very interesting. I mean, the idea of the Doctor being involved in this time period and the, the witch trials is kind of a... That's like, okay, that makes sense for a Doctor Who story.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely seems... I don't know. It seems... Dark compared to, I guess, what we've seen other instances of going back in time. Um, And maybe it's not that the other instances of going back in time, it was, it was a lighter event, but it was just written in a lighter way. Um, So I I just watched The Empty Child and it's like the bombing of London. And it's like, that's a pretty dark event, but it was just written in the way it was framed. It wasn't so crazy or dark or scary or what, what have you. But this is like, which... Witch trials, wherever, however they might have occurred, are always this really dark subject matter. And to have the doctor just die right in there, um, it makes sense, but it was it was interesting.
1: Yeah, and Ryan even said, "Man, this is too dark for me."
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: This is the first thing. Like Ryan, you saw a guy with teeth in his face, but I guess the uh, the killing of an innocent woman um, by drowning her to prove she's a witch. Yeah, I guess that's next level darkness.
0: Yeah, and and not to like make light of the situation or anything, but did you happen to watch this episode with closed captions on? Yes. Okay, so did you see all the references to ducking? Yes, the ducking stool. Yeah, I. Which if without closed caption, I would have totally thought they were calling it dunking.
1: Dunking. But no, it's definitely ducking. The ducking stool, which I was, I, I. That's silly. It kind of takes away from kind of the seriousness of the moment every every time they said ducking stool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's yeah.
1: really what it was called. I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about the uh, apparatus used during the witch trials, but I guess a ducking stool is a thing.
0: I, I guess so.
1: But uh, the doctor did make it a point to tell her companions and remind them: we do not mess with the, the time. We do not mess with the fabric of history. Um, And then quickly broke her own rule and dove in and tried to save that woman's (laughs) life. So we've seen now she's willing to go back to uh, Yaz's time and kind of cross that time stream. She kind of broke that rule. And now she, you know, tried to intervene when somebody's about to be killed. Now, I don't know where you draw the line, though, because I feel like the doctor has in the past saved people and, and, you know, even people from the past. And as long as it's not like a super notable person or something, that's going to really change the course of history seems to be okay. So I don't know why she felt like, or maybe she did, maybe in her own mind, she was like, Oh, I'm just saving this random old woman. It's okay.
0: Yeah. I, it, it's so, it's so interesting when you look at these episodes and you start to, it seems like that statement is made so often in Dr. Who, as far as we don't change anything. Um, you don't want to have some major impact, um, but it very rarely, <laughs> it very rarely seems like it's honored, other than with uh, um, Yaz's grandma's first husband. That one, you don't cross the line there.
1: Yeah, and I think that was maybe you know kind of like I was saying, if it's if they know that by kill, by saving his life they would probably change Yaz's entire future, it's like okay, we don't touch that. But yeah. this random old lady that's about to be drowned, you know, we don't know any of her relatives, so <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the doctor was unsuccessful. You know, she she's a good swimmer though. She had some good form.
0: Yeah, with shoes on, nonetheless. I want to like, know. I'm pretty sure impressive. that was a
1: stunt double, right? I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think they made Jodie Whittaker jump into that cold lake and <laughs> and swim um, underwater. But you never know. We'll have to look at the behind the scenes. <laughs> um, but Pulled then we got to see the the psychic paper used again which was interesting this this whole like this whole episode had some interesting dynamics because the doctor right away you know not only she she tried to save someone from Becca Savage but right away it was like you're a murderer you're trying to kill this woman and then she pulls out the psychic paper and it's like oh I'm the general witch hunter and it's kind of like now I'm on your side but she'd already revealed herself as anti witch hunting <laughs> <laughs> so
0: which like the psychic paper shows them what you want them to see. Is that right? Or what you subconsciously want them to see. Whatever your mind is set on that is what they'll see.
1: See, I've never seen it that way. I've never seen it as the doctor has any control over what they see. I think they see what they have to see to believe the doctor. So it's kind of like, okay, the doctor shows her that. And the thing that Becca needed to see was that this woman was an authority over her.
0: Okay, so that's that's how I understood it too. But my understanding of it was thrown for a loop the past couple days when I watch went back and watched some other episodes. Because in the Empty Child, like um Captain Jack is talking to uh Rose and he's like, Yeah, you can't let your mind wander because you, you need them to see whatever you want them to see. And maybe that's just Jack's psychic paper, but um Yeah. yeah maybe. It, I, I, that one, that one threw me because in this episode, I thought, okay, when I watched this episode, I thought, okay, she's just saying what she wants to see, not necessarily what the doctor wants her to see, but then it was thrown for a loop.
1: Yeah. And so then that kind of backs it up when you, when you go, when you move forward to when King James sees the psychic paper and then he saw what he wanted to see, which was that the man was in charge and not the woman. Right. So it is, it is kind of indicating at least in the evidence that just from this episode that it's not necessarily the doctor controlling what they see on the psych paper it's their own mind that controls it yeah so i'm right again adam you are right again i'm gonna claim that one i just i
0: just i just throw these things out there just so that you can be just so i
1: can be right you set me up it's like (laughs) (laughs) t-ball you're you're just being nice
0: i i have all these things documented on my side just so that i can ask them
1: Hey, our listeners hey. have already figured out a long time ago that you're the smart one.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even real. I'm just uh, an AI voice that you talk with every that once in a while. That would be
1: amazing. The big reveal. <laughs> I didn't have a co-host all along. If somebody could develop that program, shoot, I, I'm sure they could sell it.
0: That's why, that's why I don't have a Twitter handle.
1: Buy your own co-host. Um, <laughs> so, Yeah. Um yeah so quickly you know she shows the psychic paper to Becca Savage and then everything kind of turns around Becca's like oh no you know like let me take you back to my house let's go talk about this even though the doctor had kind of already tipped her hand um she Becca readily embraced her
0: yes yes very very quickly too basically basically though it was like you have the authority so whatever you say I'm just going to go along with you For now, but as soon as King James shows up, how quickly that changes?
1: Yeah, and so it was interesting, and I'm curious to hear your take on this. Why? So when King James shows up, he instantly, you know, he's a chauvinist. He doesn't respect uh, the doctor because she's a woman. He's, you know, insulting her, called her lassie a number of times, (laughs) Um, and just kind of like, oh, you know, the man's in charge. Like, and then even when when Graham was kind of like, oh, we're a flat group, and you know everybody has their role, and he's like, oh, even her? You know, kind of like, really, really taking it to the doctor. Um, and the doctor didn't really push back too hard. She kind of just stepped back and let him do it. And I don't know what, like, what's your take on what her reasoning in that scene is? What's her reasoning to kind of just let him take charge that way?
0: So, so if I had to I'm just going to go with she is the most clever one in the room and she knows that to reach the end that needs to be reached, she has to play that part at that point. Um, that by pushing back, it's not going to accomplish anything. Um, kind of that. I, I don't know. And that that's basically what I've heard even from um, situations like this in present day that, That in situations like that, you're probably not going to accomplish anything. And so you kind of just let it play out and you change things quietly and silently to get them to end up the way that you know that they should and ought to be. Um, But yeah, that's the, that's the only thing I could think of is that the doctor in that moment, she's actually more clever and she's still going to play it the way that it needs to be played. And she doesn't have to push back to get it to end up the way that she wants it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely could have seen them going two different directions with this. Um, it, it did kind of make sense in order for the doctor to um, influence the situation to let King James kind of have what he wants and, you know, kind of say, okay, well, Graham, let's let Graham seem like the leader um, just so King James doesn't, so he cooperates, right? But I also saw it as an opportunity for the doctor to stand up to King James. And maybe, and kind of send a message that that's not a cool, that's not a good way for um, any man to treat any woman and for him, for her to kind of put him in his place too. And I don't know if she ever really does. It's almost like she kind of just goes with the flow, um, even up to the end. Um, you know, she, King James kind of, you know, by the end was almost their friend, which is um, <laughs> interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, friend, friend to the friends, but not necessarily friends to the doctor, because in the end, she basically is like not talking to him. And King James is like Ryan, oh, yeah. Why does she not talk to me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, my like even like I, I watched it once, and I tried to start a rewatch and didn't uh, get very far just because of time. But I, I think my favorite thing I'll have to say about this episode was Alan Cumming's performance.
0: It, it was incredible. It was, it was really so funny. good.
1: I thought he was really and, funny.
0: And honestly, like, the way that everybody else played off of him, that, that was good. Like, he elevated everybody else's performance when they interacted with him, um, which they haven't been slouches in the first place. Like, none of the companions are slouches. Jodie Whitaker isn't a slouch. Like, but... There was something about even the interactions between um, Ryan and King James that it was like, oh, this is this is just fun. Some of the looks that Ryan was giving to King James, and um, yeah, it was it, he had a really solid performance.
1: Yes. Um, what was the what was the line where the the woman says something about something from the Bible, and then the doctor's like, oh, the sequel. Like wait for the sequel, or that was yeah. the Old Testament. Wait for the sequel. Love thy neighbor.
0: Yeah, the uh, suffer not a witch to live.
1: Ah, uh, and then she was like, "That was from the Old Testament. Uh, wait, wait till you read the sequel. Love thy neighbor." Yeah, but then yeah. it then it, it was pointed out. I saw somewhere today that actually love thy neighbor is also from the Old Testament.
0: Yes, Leviticus.
1: <laughs> so the writer, we'll have to give the writer a knock on that one, and they they kind of screwed that one up. Although I believe that's said in the, it is also said in the New Testament. So I I guess you can give them a pass on that. But it it was first said in the Old Testament (laughs) for all you Bible scholars out there.
0: Uh, Which I'm sure we have. We have hundreds listening to us right now.
1: We have a couple. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did like the scene between uh, King James and Ryan as they're walking through the forest. And they're basically story topping each other on how the tragedies that have happened (laughs) in their life. But yes. quick, quickly, Ryan realized he could not compete with the uh, the man whose mother was beheaded,
0: and, and he and his assassin multiple assassination attempts, and he was almost blown up. At which Ryan chuckles out loud, and then quickly <laughs> catches himself. It was like a nervous <laughs> chuckle. Yeah, but he he had a huge grin on his face at the same time. And he's too, like, oh,
1: so you're it's... being serious? Oh yes, I am. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh man, the uh, gold. Alan Cumming. I, they need yeah. to bring him back. They, I I need another King James episode.
0: <laughs> I I don't know how that would work. I don't, I don't know either.
1: where they fit it in. He's but... a historical character. You can you can meet him again. I would I would take it. Apparently, the Doctor has met King James the first um, in like a book or a comic or something. I saw that. Okay. But not ever before in the television series. So I do want like a. I need a. I need a um infograph of all of the royalty uh british royalty that the doctor has met in like in the timeline of that and i need i need that infograph so any of you guys that are really good at making infographs that would be cool
0: that that would be that would be incredible it's out there
1: we could we could google it
0: yeah i mean forget forget um forget anything that doesn't happen on planet earth but just basically having a timeline of all the times that the doctor has shown up with the, on the Earth, that would, that would be fun.
1: That would almost be too much. That's too much information. I just I just want like a simple British royalty, <laughs> British royalty timeline. Because we've seen a number of you know the Doctor has met a number of Queens in the show. Uh, you know now we've seen him meet we've seen uh, her meet King James. So like there's definitely been a lot of British royalty in the show. I, I just want to see kind of that timeline. And, and maybe even how they're all related, because I'm sure that there's been, uh, you know, relatives of of these these lines. Oh, dang. I've I've
0: I've found some place that would make it pretty easy. Well,
1: oh, yeah. No infograph, no infograph, maybe a list. I'll take a list. But um, yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was all the interactions with James were funny, but I thought the Ryan James interaction was probably the most funny um and then of course the, the the king james has all his like tools the pricker was that yes. was it called the pricker or something like that yeah the
0: the What'd pricker and then when he slaps the eye on Ryan I'll keep my eye on you
1: <laughs> he seemed to fancy Ryan
0: he did his nubian prince
1: yeah and he wanted Ryan to go with him at the at the end he's like come back <laughs> with me and uh...
0: be my protector
1: yeah which I think that's pretty because historically accurate too. I think King James was known to uh, fancy the men. Most likely, I believe that I, was but, uh, was true.
0: I'm now curious. What was the name of his other protector?
1: Ah, I forget. Oh well. Oh, the the one that was in the show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember either. But the guy that got killed by the the mud zombies. Yes, Speaking very quickly. of Mud zombies. So the the villain. I guess you could say the bad guys in this episode, um, the aliens, they were bad. They were actually bad.
0: I know. I misunderstood,
1: Adam. They they were an, an evil, scary entity that was introduced that the doctor had to defeat. This is what I've been asking for.
0: Honestly, I was so surprised by that because I was, we got to the end and like truth be told, I have no idea how they would have flipped it, but all the mud zombie witches are like walking up behind um, Becca Savage. And one of them is holding an ax. And I thought, here we go. This is where it switches and they're not going to be evil. They're going to do like, they're going to plow the field with the ax or they're going to do something with (laughs) the ax that they're not evil. Um, And and I'm like, yeah, like the bad person is going to be Becca Savage standing in front of them. Pure, pure human, nothing wrong with her. And she's going to be the evil one. Human nature versus misunderstood mud mud monsters. Um, but yeah, they, it didn't switch. It I'm was ma- like I'm Becca happy. Savage. Becca Savage was evil, and there was something even more evil inside of her.
1: Yes, yes, I was very happy that they they kind of stuck with the stuck with this. And I'll give them I'll give it to them in this episode. They they created a Doctor Who monster that was that was really. Gross, like very terrifying looking like the yeah. idea of like corpses walking around with mud inside of them. That's like leaking out of them. That's like terrifying.
0: Yeah. It, it was, it was legitimately
1: gross and, and creepy. I'm going to say this was the scariest, um, alien that they've introduced monster slash alien from this, this season. Not in the series altogether, but this specific season, I think this is the scariest. This is scarier uh, than Tim, Tim Shaw.
0: Oh, hands down. I And you know what probably helped? Is that they weren't wearing massive rubber suits.
1: Yeah, they were just... Right. Yeah, they were just in like really well-done makeup.
0: Really well-done makeup. Like, And those witches were creepy. There were a couple of them in the back. That was like, they look... They look far too interested in what's going on. Um, but the witches in the front of the pack, they were they were creepy.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. They were definitely creepy. Um, and then when you have the scene with Becca Savage and the mud starts dripping out of her eye. Yeah. She starts kind of like retching and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is disturbing. Yeah.
0: And that, the entire way it, it, it plays out, and for those of you who – Might have only had one watch. Um, Becca Savage goes to cut down the tree that's used as the ducking implement moving forward. And that's the key for Pendleton Hill. And it unlocks the Morlock so that they can get out. But she gets stabbed in the leg by this mud thing. And that's like an open wound now on her leg. And it's inside of her. And it slowly grows. Like that in and of itself is pretty creepy. And then she wants to have um, Old Mother Twisted chop off her leg with an axe which again is pretty creepy and then she kills old mother twisted and then old mother twisting comes back as a mud zombie and that <laughs> is legitimately creepy and it, like there are so many aspects of it that are just like out of out of nightmare it's nightmare material having something stag you in stab you in the leg and then it slowly takes over your body and you can feel it until you start retching up mud no thank you
1: yeah pretty terrifying um, which turned Becca Savage into just an evil woman because then she just starts killing, you know, all these other people. I think to take, kind of take the heat off of her, um, she she starts killing innocent people, and yeah, it's I like the idea. I actually really really like the idea. I don't know if they executed it as well as they could have, but just the idea of this alien race that's been pr- imprisoned on Earth, and like. Um, and there's a tree there that's kind of like the locking mechanism that, you know, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a cool concept. I think they could have maybe implemented it better, but overall I liked the idea of it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think it, I think it played out really, really well. And then just for it being the time period and everybody's perception of what's going on and having it tied back to basically the the devil is the one and there are witches and, all of this other stuff going on because of the evil that's that's around them, which was really the the aliens imprisoned in Pendleton Hill. Um, it, it all it was very it was a very tight story. I'll I'll, I'll say that it it was just a very tight story and how it played out. There didn't seem to be really any loose ends.
1: Yeah, it was a solid story overall. There you're right. There wasn't a lot of loose ends there wasn't plot holes like I felt like the Kerblam episode had some pretty gaping plot holes. Um, I felt like this was pretty solid. I mean I still it's still not one of my favorites of the season. it's it's definitely middle of the road, but um, overall the story uh, was pretty solid. And there were some really good moments. There were some good character moments. I thought the doctor maybe had her best monologue in this episode when she was chained up and having her conversation with James.
0: Yeah. Agreed. And there were, there were a couple moments where she steps forward and it's like, Ooh, we're going to get a good one. But you're right. Like the one that, the one that actually came through is when she is chained there and she's basically telling King James, I am the only one that can help and you have to understand that.
1: And she almost convinced him, you can tell like she had a really good speech um and she's telling him things that she shouldn't be able to know.
0: How and, do you know that
1: and talking about his mom and stuff and you could have seen her before she died and and I don't know if she's helping her cause that she's not supposed to be a witch that she's basically like either like mind reading or psychic that she might be hurting her cause <laughs> that she <does> all <laughs> stuff. but you could tell that she almost had him convinced, and then he's like, "Nope, we're gonna find out." You know, when we put you on trial.
0: Yeah, and in the end, when she comes up from the chains, he ends up saying she is a great witch. So yeah. she she probably wasn't helping her case by exposing all the matters of his heart, um, with her with her witchery.
1: Yes. Yeah, she almost had him convinced when he was talking to her when she was like imprisoned, and then when they're about to dunk her or duck her. Um, I've heard it both ways. She, she kind of does another attempt to convince them not to do it. And then he's just like, no, we're going to do it anyways. So
0: yeah. As all the, as all the friends are standing next to him
1: and saying, don't do it. Let her go. Yeah. Graham Graham was the most animated in in that moment.
0: Yeah. It, It, did that did that moment at all worry you?
1: Worry me? Yes. That the doctor was going to drown or something? I don't know. Were you
0: curious what was going to happen to the doctor?
1: Oh no. I knew right away. You know, they're going to put her. They're either going to pull her up and she'll be fine or she's going to escape, but I yeah, I had no concerns. It never even crossed my mind.
0: For some reason, I was concerned. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was concerned in that moment.
1: Yeah, that would be an interesting regeneration scene. They dunk they dunk the doctor when they pull her back up as a new doctor.
0: <laughs> that would have been
1: hilarious. That would have shocked, shocked the world. That Could you imagine? The internet would have exploded.
0: If all of a sudden the water starts to glow and a new doctor comes yeah, up? Yeah, and
1: then it's just like right there, no warning, new doctor, like it just would have I mean I that would have gone down in the history books as one of the most surprising Doctor Who twists or any TV show twist of all time if they pulled that off I was
0: going to say it might have been any TV show so I would have liked that to happen the
1: truth truth be told if they had pulled that off and totally like just surprised the world and nobody saw it coming I would I would have been down for it even if it meant losing Jodie Whittaker <laughs> just because that's like that's the kind of TV twist that I can get behind yeah, they'll never do it. But that's the kind of TV twist where I would just been like, "Oh my!" Like I would have probably just called you right away. <laughs> you know, we would have had to record an episode right then. Just huge twist. But no, they didn't. I mean, which is fine. We like Jody. We want her to stick around. So,
0: yeah, and I'm I'm glad that she ended up uh, swimming ashore.
1: Yes, we've established she's a good swimmer, which makes and- sense. I mean, if you're if you're that old and you've been around that long, I, I would hope that you learn to be a good swimmer
0: at some point and at some point, and yeah. she spent some time with Houdini so that's kind of oh, cool that's
1: true she another did. name drop she did na- name drop houdini um yeah i don't know was there anything else like notable i know we kind of jumped around on this one mostly because i i only watched it once so i i wasn't as familiar with the timeline of the episode but was there anything else that was worth noting in this episode
0: um i mean i i feel like we hit all the all the high points. I mean, there is, there is a lot of, um, good interactions throughout this episode. So we have the, um, the, the interaction that Yaz has with Willa, um, where Willa says she, right? yeah, the granddaughter, um, who is next up for the witch trials and is also going to be du- ducked and drowned. Um, she's, she's sick. The doctor scans her and, and the doctor's like, nothing's wrong with you. Everything is normal. And Yaz then explains that no, it's it's that fear, it's that fear that you're feeling. And yeah, and uh, Will is like, well, how did you get rid of it? And Yaz is like, it, you don't. You just live with it, and you make it through, and you you vow to to never allow something like this to happen again, and to stand up. Like there's there's those solid interactions again that happen. Um, throughout pretty much this entire series, just in these little these little capsules within the episode, and that was one of the good ones from this one.
1: Yeah, that was a good Yaz moment, and uh, you know we had the Ryan moment between James King James and Ryan. Uh, Graham was good, good this episode as well. I don't know why he kept that pilgrim hat on. So <laughs> like, at one point, you would have <laughs> think he would have just took it off, but
0: yeah. And, and again, like we have this, we have this moment where it's like Graham knows what to do up to a certain point, And then he readily admits that like he skipped that part. So in the, uh, Serenga conundrum, he, he talks about having watched, um, oh goodness. What, uh, midwife that, that midwife, here call comes the, the midwife. midwife. Yeah. Call the midwife. There you go. Um, and he knows how to deliver a baby, but he closed his eyes when it got to the the one part. And so he, he doesn't know what to do at that point. And then here he, he tracks the witches, um, the zombies, and then they get to a point and he's like, oh, I guess I missed that part of the witchfinder class of like what to do once you get to this point. I, it just seems like one of those little small aspects of Graham's personality is he's really good up to a point and then he's just like, well, I don't know what else to do. And so here we are.
1: Um, <laughs> he did have a pretty funny line that I don't think the doctor appreciated, but when King James said something about, um, women or whatever known for snooping and gossiping or whatever, yes, and then later yes. on that he's like, well, you are snooping. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And that's, that's when they find the ax in Willow's like, bedroom. Investigating. <laughs> <laughs> the, there's the line about having a very flat structure. Um, which does seem to be exactly how the Doctor and the Companions are working at this point in the series. Is there There's a very flat organizational structure.
1: True. Um, which I've heard there kind is of, no real hierarchy. I've heard some feedback on that from people that, you know, they kind of wish the Doctor would be more central. Um, which I don't know that I noticed it that much until I kind of heard people talking about it. And I was like, oh, I guess that is kind of true. Um, they do focus on the other characters, I think, more... Than they have maybe with previous doctors. The doctor does take a little bit of a back seat from time to time.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Um this series, and that's one thing that is becoming more and more evident with the more episodes that we get. It's very polarizing. Um I mean, and there are definitely those of us who are kind of in the middle and we're kind of straddling the fence, but it's a very it, it's very polarizing in regards to whether you, you really like it and you're really on board or you really don't like it and you're ready for everything to basically be burnt to the ground and rebuilt, um, which honestly is probably why these rumors that we talked about in regards to Chibnall um, have picked up so much steam um, is because there's, there's a pretty big undercurrent right now in regards to maybe that's what people want.
1: Yeah, it is very, I would say you're right about that. It is very polarizing because I've heard you know, even within our own community, um, like in our Facebook group, you know, you have people that are really just enjoying the season and like have pretty much enjoyed every episode and you have uh, others who are a bit more critical. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely not like everyone's loving it or everyone's hating it. It's kind of, it is, it is interesting to see the fan reaction. It's almost like, um, Oh, I had heard somebody say, or I think maybe you linked me to an article that was almost praising that the simplicity of this, like kind of these individual stories and not being these overarching kind of interwoven stories that we've gotten previously. And I think for some people they miss that, you know, some people miss that the connections and like the, the, the kind of like the riddles and, you know, these lines that mean something you have to kind of figure it out. Um, And this, this, this season specifically really hasn't done hardly any of that we got the one scene with with those like flying rags whatever they were called (laughs) and they kind of drop a line about the doctor and that was the only kind of mysterious thing we got and even that it feels like it's kind of just fallen by the wayside so yeah I I, as a fan do kind of miss some of that Um, I would like a little bit more interconnectivity between the episodes and maybe a little bit overarching story that they're leading to but it seems like fans that don't necessarily like all the mystery and the confusing things and kind of just want to have individual fun stories. This is the season for them.
0: Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it's curious to me. It it really is. Um, because I do, I think I go back and forth. I do enjoy those, those mysteries, those tidbits where we can sit for an hour and a half, two hours and pick it apart and, and try to figure out, okay, what does this really mean? What does this tie to? Um, but on the flip side, it's kind of nice not having to keep track of all of those. <laughs> it's kind of nice not having to wonder, like, ooh, what are all the what are the things that I missed? What else is out there? Um, I don't know. I I do. I'm a, I'm on the fence on that. I I kind of I I would like to see a few more things tied in there and and. So help me if that little bit that got dropped, um, in the ghost monument with the, the flying rags, (laughs) I I, I was waiting for
1: you to correct me on what they were called.
0: (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm just calling them that. Um, if, if nothing comes of that, that is going to be, that is going to be a hardcore like miss. Hmm. That was, that was such, that was such a big thing to drop, or it felt like a big thing to drop just to let it then go floating by.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll see. There's still a couple episodes left, and a special, so and then whatever they have planned for the next next season. So it could all come together. It could all there could be a bigger mystery, or maybe they'll just keep doing these type of individual stories. And I know a lot of people like that. Um, but for this one in in particular, um, you know, I think overall, I thought it was an improvement over the past few episodes for me, and I did enjoy the going back in time aspect of it. I really thought Alan Cumming did a great job, really enjoyed that character, just thought it was funny, and some of the guest stars that they had in this one did a really good job, and the kind of the alien slash monsters they introduced were, were good. They, they, I think, can go down in Doctor Who history as one of the more disturbing uh, aliens that they've ever introduced, so there were definitely really strong elements in this episode, and um, it definitely it's kind of on the higher end for me for this season.
0: Yeah, I mean overall it felt extremely tight story-wise um and really balanced. Like if you think about just the entire thing, Witch Trials not going to be a light subject, very dark, but then you had it broken up by these crazy moments of humor from King James and and the the lines that he would drop. Um just just looking back through my notes like The doctor says at one point, uh, and why today? Cause this is, cause this is my problem. I can buy that. This is the biggest ever witch hunt in England, or I can buy It's an alien mud invasion, but both on the same day, I can't buy that, which to which King James replies, why does the Lassie speak of commerce? (laughs) Like those, those lines like that, where we're dealing with these mud zombies walking through. And then we have these moments of interjected humor. It, It just seemed like a very balanced episode very tight story. Um, everybody was, was on, was on point with their, with the way things were delivered. And yeah, the way that King James was played, it elevated everything else. In my opinion, again, there it, like you mentioned, it's not my favorite episode of the series, um, but it was a really, really solid one.
1: Yes. Yes. I think we can, uh, I think we can leave it at that. Yeah. All right, so um, until next time, you guys can always find all of our episodes on iTunes. Um, Check us out over there, and you can also leave us a review if you haven't done that yet. You can follow us on Twitter at Bad Wolf Podcast, Facebook, Bad Wolf Radio. We also have our Facebook group, um, which is Bad Wolf Podcast. You can find us if you search for Bad Wolf Podcast there, um, which we've actually added a few new members to the group, and there's some really good conversation going on. So thank you to all of you who have been participating. Um, it's been it's been fun talking to you. Yeah, I love seeing it. Yes, definitely. Um, I kind of wanted to shout out to a couple specific people, but then I was like, oh, I feel like I'll leave somebody out if I do that. So maybe maybe next time. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been some fun conversation. So definitely, I've been super busy lately. With I moved to a new home, and just with the holidays, and I was sick for a while. So I've kind of haven't been interjecting as much in the conversation on the group as I'd like to, but I have like all these thoughts that I'm waiting to just one day sit down and and respond to all of the comments on there. So just be ready for a, a download of Aaron's thoughts on the Facebook group soon. (laughs) Nice. Nice. I
0: would love to take some of the topics of discussion and throw them into uh, episodes, maybe between our final episode in two episodes and then our, our uh, new year's E or new year's day special episode. It would be fun to take some of that conversation and move it to the podcast.
1: There was someone who just joined the group recently who had, start, I guess, discovered the podcast and literally listened to every episode uh, yes. from episode I saw one that. in a matter of, I think it looked like just in a matter of less than a month, they went so through good. every episode. So it's kind of like, wow, I, they they they, <laughs> they went from the kind of rough first few episodes of our show um, which was, like, what, five years ago now? Not longer. <laughs> it's been a while. And yep. then kind of just went all the way through, so they got to see this quick transition of you know of our show. Um, I'd be curious to, like, sit down and talk to this person and just be like, hey, give me your thoughts. Like, where did we improve? Where did we not? You have the best insight in our show probably of anybody because you literally listen to every episode in a matter of, like, three weeks. Yes. So that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, I think the only thing I left out there was Instagram, but we don't really post much on there anyway. So, <laughs> until next time.
0: I will still be with you in the water, in the fire, in the air, in the earth.
1: That was another thing. I was like, that
0: doesn't really help her case either. It's like, she, uh, she no. I know. Like, as, as you're getting ready to and you guys are reciting those lines,
1: it's yes, yes, probably goes, not the best choice. The girl goes to the... Psych lines. I guess we're very uh, well. And I was like, hey, I wish? like, oh, there was an, one more thing I meant to mention. And the doctor actually mentioned magic as if it wasn't a real thing. In a in a line. I don't know if you caught that.
0: I caught the like towards the end as she's stepping on board the TARDIS, she said, um, a great man once
1: said, um No, it wasn't that line. Okay. So it's kind of like you can't d- tell the difference between um, advanced science Su- and magic. Yeah, sufficiently
0: advanced technology is yeah. indistinguishable from magic.
1: Yes. There was a different line where she was, I think it was when she was scanning the girl and she says, oh, okay, no sign of, you know, this, this. And then she listed magic as one of the things there was no sign of on her scan. And I was like, wait, is that is that her admitting that magic does exist? Like it was kind of a weird thing to hear the doctor say. I need to find that line. We've already ended the episode, that, so we can't. You know, we can't go too deep into this.
0: Is that just slipped right past me? Let me see here. Yeah, search for magic. Yeah, search for the
1: word magic.
0: Yeah, no sign of ma- no magic, and no signs of any sickness.
1: Yes. Huh. So no magic. I mean, that could have just been her off, like you know, kind of as almost in a joking way, say, "Oh, there's no magic." But like she said it pretty matter of fact. Like if you hear the line delivered, so yeah. it kind of made me take pause because usually the doctor doesn't. Um give any credence to the existence of magic so huh yep i don't know if i left that in or not but we're done